Were you aware that if convicted, they might be freed in only 10 years? Yes, I heard people say that, yes, sir. Do you think men who kidnap a child should be free in 10 years? No, sir. Do you think two men who rape a child should be free in 10 years? No, sir. Do you think two men who hang a child should be free in 10 years? No, sir. Well, what do you think should happen to them? What would be a fair sentence? Objection, do you think they Honor. deserve to die, Mr. Hennig? Answer the question. Carly, yes, don't they deserve to question. die. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. children of all ages welcome once again to pretty fly for a poli sci i am your host keith bates and we're trying out something new now in case um you haven't noticed if you're watching this that's right i said watching for those of you listening if you're watching this this is the first time i am doing this and so Bear with me, I'm trying to try a new format. In addition to having the podcast available on all the platforms that you can get for listening, like Apple Podcasts, of course, uh, Spotify, Deezer, all of those things that we were already on, I'm also now going to be uploading the videos to YouTube. So if you would like to check that out, this is the first one. So, you know, like I said, bear with me. Now, that said, welcome once again to Pretty Fly for a Poli Sci. This is the new season, and I am now doing seasons as a format. So this is episode one of season two of Pretty Fly for a Poli Sci. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. I figured since we're getting back into the swing of things, it's been a little while since I did a podcast, that maybe we should just go back to the well, so to speak, and go with a topic that we've discussed on more than one occasion, which is, of course, gun control and just the right to bear arms in general. And we're going to talk about the Second Amendment and what it means, what it's for, that kind of thing. And I'd like to provide some historical context as well as just give you some of my own personal opinions as to what it is for, uh, how it should be interpreted, and, uh, spoiler alert, my opinion on that is a little bit different than probably other things that you've seen. So, I thought what I might do, I saw a video clip the other other day, and it was a woman talking about the Second Amendment, and I thought that, other than it being completely absurd, It actually was a good example of some of the uh, arguments that the other side tends to make with regard to guns. It's a few of the tropes that I've heard on numerous occasions. So I thought what I'll do is I will play this and then I'll try to address some of what she said. So we'll, we'll use that as a jumping off point to discuss the Second Amendment. So let's get into that. What I'm going to do, like I said, I'm going to play the video first. Then I will come back and play it some more and go over some of her points, and then we'll take the discussion from there. 
So uh, let's see here. Let's go. And and I warn you. Um, yeah, this woman's kind of annoying. So here we go. Check this out. No Nuance November, here's everything that's wrong with America, let's go! Firstly, for context, my name's Emma, I live in Australia, and I have degrees in sociology and law. Number one, in a surprise to no one, what's wrong with America? Guns! Y'all are obsessed with your right to bear arms. Here's a concept, I don't give a shit. Australia had one gun-related massacre called Port Arthur. 35 people died, and we basically banned guns. The government did a voluntary recall and people voluntarily handed in their weapons. Because we understand that human life and protecting human life is more important than owning a gun. And that's something you all don't seem to have got yet. Okay, but you have a constitution which gives you this right to bear arms. The constitution is out of date. So, as you can see, there's quite a bit wrong with that, and I almost, when I first saw it, I almost didn't even know where to start. I, I was just like, this is absurd. But, like I said earlier, it does echo some talking points that I've heard from anti-gunners before. So I thought, okay, I'll suck it up. And I will try to address these points and, and you know, suffer through this moron's wrongness and disgusting voice. So, let's get into, again, here, some of the stuff that she says and try to... Uh, well, let's let's just go. Let's just go with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this again, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pause it multiple times. So bear with me. No nuance, November. Here's everything that's wrong with America. Let's go. Okay, first of all, let me just stop you right there. Uh, I can tell by your accent, you're not from the United States. So, um, who do you think you are telling us what's wrong with America? But that said, let's just keep going. Firstly, for context, my name's Emma, I live in Australia, and I have degrees in sociology and law. Alright, um, so yeah, you're not from here, so why should I care about what you say about my country and our, not just our laws, but our traditions? But I, I want to address, you see how she tries to set herself up as some sort of uh, expert, by saying she has degrees in sociology and law. So she's trying to come, come across as authoritative. And, you know, the law thing especially, that that's an attempt at, at an appeal to, uh, uh, well, not really an appeal to a higher authority, but trying to present herself as the higher authority. So let's just go ahead and get into what she's going to say here, because I... If she, even if she is educated like she claims, it's really not relevant. And I'll probably get into that here in a few. Number one, in a surprise to no one, what's wrong with America? Guns. Yeah, well, of course you were going to say that. Y'all are obsessed 
with your right to bear arms. Okay, first of all, I don't know why you're doing air quotes with right to bear arms. The air quotes is usually used when things are not real. So uh, we do have a right to bear arms, not a right to bear arms with air quotes, but a right to bear arms. Uh, and we're not obsessed with it. You are obsessed with it. You and people like you are obsessed with it. You don't even live in the United States and you are making a video to discuss Americans' belief in an inherent right and our ability to defend ourselves. So which one of us is obsessed? But anyway, let's keep going. Here's a concept. I don't give a shit. Hey, guess what? Neither do I when it comes to you. Australia had one gun-related massacre called Port Arthur. Oh, here we go. Port Arthur. They always want to bring that one up. And while it was a tragedy, um, yeah, I don't care. 35 people died and we basically banned guns. Basically banned guns. Huh. Basically banned guns. That is foreshadowing. The government did a voluntary recall and people voluntarily handed in their weapons. Voluntarily handed in their weapons. Uh, I'm pressing X to doubt pretty hardcore right now. Uh, because if you look at Australia right now and the things that are going on with children being forcibly taken from their parents and vaccinated in front of them against their will, I am really doubting the idea that that was voluntary. But again, that's coming from a place of government authoritarianism, as in the government has the authority to tell you what to do with your property. And that's a big difference between a place like Australia and the United States. In the United States, the government was not created to tell us what to do, period much less what to do with our property. Now, despite where we are now in, in the uh, post-COVID era, see, now I'm using air quotes because we're not really post-COVID because it won't be post-COVID for quite some time unless some things drastically change. But in the post-COVID era, uh, we live in an era in the United States where the government is telling us what to do. They're telling people to lock down their businesses and you can't go to work. You can't open up your business. You can't go to work at another business. You have to stay home. You have to wear a mask on your face. You have to get a vaccine. You have to get a booster shot, right? So now in America, that sort of thing is starting to happen. But the purpose of government in the United States was not for the government to tell us what to do. That is not why government was created. And traditionally speaking, despite what's been going on the past couple of years, the government of the United States does not have the authority to tell the citizens what to do. So that's a big difference between there and here. And let's keep going. Because we understand that human life and protecting human life is more important than owning a gun. 
So if you don't own a gun, how do you plan to protect the human life? So she's presenting this argument as they're above guns, right? They understand that protecting human life is more important than the gun. But let's continue. I think I'm probably going to end up going back through this a couple times because there's a lot of things to say and I keep stopping. So let's, let's just keep going and then we'll go back probably through it again. But I, I would like to point out, how do you plan to protect the human life without a gun in a world where guns already exist. And that's something you all don't seem to have got yet. See, okay, let me stop you right there. So we understood it from the get-go, and that's why we have the Second Amendment. Okay, but you have a constitution which gives you this right to bear arms. Ah, there. Now, I, I think that perhaps, maybe, maybe... Just maybe, because you're from Australia, you don't understand. So let me clarify something for you. The Constitution doesn't give us rights. Our rights come from God. We are born with them. The same for you, Ms. Annoying Anti-Gun Lady. You are born with specific inherent rights, a right, something that by virtue of your existence exists and the right to bear arms as protected by the u.s constitution and specifically the bill of rights and the second amendment to the constitution contained within the bill of rights it doesn't grant us that it protects it because the right is inherent we were born with it i have a right to defend myself. Therefore, I have a right to keep and bear arms. The Constitution is out of date. Yeah, so... First of all, no. No, it's not, okay? So, if the Constitution were a document that outlined things we could and could not do. If it gave the power to government to tell us how to live our lives, then perhaps it might be out of date because what is good at the time of the writing of the Constitution might not be good now. However, the Constitution was only created to establish the federal government. If you read the Constitution, which most people haven't, when you hear them talking about, oh, the Constitution's out of date, or the Constitution says this, or according to the Constitution, you can do that. Well, none of that's, that's all incorrect. The Constitution creates a federal government and outlines specifically what it can do. That's it. And then the Bill of Rights was a specific set of things that the government can't do. It, it, it's additional protections, which I've said before that I think the Bill of Rights inadvertently ended up causing problems, but I don't want to get into that right now. So since we're speaking mostly on the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment to the Constitution doesn't give us the right to bear arms. What it does is it says that the government cannot interfere with our right to keep and bear arms. Now, so there's no, there's no 
out of date for that. That's not some kind of principle that applies in one era and not another. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, not a principle. It's not some sort of rule that applies in one era and not another. It, it is a principle. It's a guiding principle for the underlying philosophy behind what the establishment of government in the United States is. So principles are universal. They don't go out of date. You know, it's, it's like right versus wrong. And now as much as people want to challenge things and say that something that used to be right is now wrong, it, that's not how it works. If something is right now, then it is right 200 years from now. To, to give you an example, and, and I'm using this within the context of government, okay? I'm not trying to suggest that the, uh, like, like a few hundred years ago, people um, believed that, like, like the earth was flat, right? Like thought you would fall off if you went too far. And we now know that you will not fall off of the earth if you go too far. And so, like, back then, if you go too far, you'll fall off the earth is a right answer. And I'm using air quotes now, is a right answer. But now that is an incorrect answer and it is wrong. That's different from the universal principle of say something, even if I want to use a school subject here, like say mathematics, okay? Two plus two is four. And it was four 200 years ago. It was four 2,000 years ago. It'll be four 200 years from now. It'll be four 2,000 years from now. It'll be four 2,000 millennia from now. It will always be the same. So there are universal principles. And one of those universal principles is that you, by virtue of your existence, have a right to life. So because you have a right to life, then that means you have a right to defend your life. And you then have the authority by virtue of your existence, because you were created by God, or if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But by virtue of your existence, you have the absolute right to live your life, to continue on in your existence. And so anyone who wants to stop that existence, you, of course, have the authority to stop them from doing that. And if they have access to a technology that makes it more efficient for them to deprive you of your life, then you have the inherent authority. You have the right to defend yourself with that same technology or greater technology. And of course, that technology that I'm currently referring to is the gun. I've said before, and I might not have said it on this podcast, but I have said before that it's what, what I like to what I like to to say to people is that, okay, let's just say that you could magically, remove every gun from the world like snap your fingers and poof they're all gone no more guns in existence 
Okay, congratulations. You just transported us back to about the 9th or 10th century. Do you know what we did then? In the 9th or 10th century, do you know what we did when, when we didn't have guns? We invented them. It's common sense. People are going to find more efficient ways of trying to oppress you, to deny you of your ability to live your life, to deny you of your life, to, to kill you. So you are going to need to start to find more ways to efficiently stop them from doing that to you. So the technology continuously changes. And that's how we arrived at guns. And so you get people like this Australian who, who can't seem to comprehend that. And I'm using the same language that she used. Because one of us comprehends the situation as it really is. And one of us does not. So... I would submit, based on what I've already played here, because I've now played it twice, she is obviously the one who doesn't understand the reality of the world. Because, she, like I said a minute ago, she used that language of we saw that life was more important than the ability to own a gun, right? D that shows a fundamental lack of understanding of how the world works because like I said before and I'm about to repeat myself how are you going to defend people without the gun because guns exist you can't undo it you can't undo it you can't put the genie back in the bottle the bell's already been rung the bell's already been rung that's it, and that's why it's, you, if you see, like, I have trouble with this because I don't understand how much more I can try to say it to the people like her who don't get it because I have a right to defend myself, period. And so, I want to go back to something that she said a minute ago, uh, regarding, regarding, uh, Port Arthur is specifically, right? So it's well known, this is a common argument with the gun control crowd, that when, when Port Arthur happened, they banned guns. We don't have that problem in Australia anymore, right? Like she's, she's making that argument. Here, let's try this again. Guns. Y'all are obsessed with your right to bear arms. Here's a concept. I don't give a shit. Australia had one gun-related massacre called Port Arthur. 35 people died and we basically banned guns. The government did a voluntary recall and people voluntarily handed in their weapons. Because we understand that human life and protecting human life is more important than owning a gun. Okay, so, and, and I've heard this numerous times. Why can't we be more like Australia? They had a shooting, so they got rid of guns. So let's let's take a look at Australia, shall we? 
So uh, how about in 2019? Here's I'm going to read you a headline from CNN of all places. And let me just tell you how much I love that this is from CNN. This must have greatly pained James Griffiths, who wrote the article. It had to. And so, I'm not going to lie, I really enjoy that idea. So, here we go. This is from June 5th of 2019. Australia reels from worst rampage killing in decades for a country thought to have solved this issue. <gasps> oh, what? No, not Australia. Yeah. A gunman opened fire with a pump action shotgun. This was in 2019. So what happened? You, um, I thought you guys, oh, we got rid of the guns. We value human life. Yeah, all you did was create a bunch of victims. Because when you outlaw guns, and I'm, I apologize because this is kind of a cliche saying however this does not make it any less true when you ban guns then only the outlaws will have guns because it's true because criminals by definition break the law is what makes them criminals they break the law so what makes you think that a criminal is going to follow the law about guns because I mean, we've already I've I've already touched on the fact like you can't undo it. The technology exists, right? Oh, so we're banned them. We're not gonna let anybody have them. Yeah, but your military still has them. The police still have them. You so the government and agents of the government still have them. So really, that's what you're arguing for, and that's what blows my mind. Because if you look at Australia right now with the protests that are going on about the COVID lockdowns and how authoritarian Australia is being, and they are just coming down with the iron fist of government constantly. Like telling you, you can't leave your house. They, they've got an app where you have to check in every so often and they see your face and you've got to verify where you are and what you're doing. But, hey, it's cool that they have the guns and you don't. It doesn't, it just doesn't add up. So what people like that, what people like this woman are doing is that they are advocating for only the government to have guns. They're not really advocating for the removal of guns because for one, you can't do that. The technology exists. As I've said, you can't unring that bell. So when you say you want to ban guns, what you really want to do is you want to get them out of the hands of the average citizen. Now, that's a very, very bad idea, as Australia is currently showing. And on top of that, again, 2019, worst shooting since Port Arthur. Now, as if that were not enough, uh, just a few days ago, I've got a story from Nine News Australia. Sydney Jim targeted in drive-by shooting. So, 
The reason I bring this up is not to, you know, dab on Australia because, you know, haha, you guys suck. It's to show that this idea that they've banned the guns so they've solved the problem is a complete and utter fallacy. It just is not true. They have not solved the problem. And in fact, they've made it worse because now their government is free to act in a full totalitarian way. And, oh, by the way, people are still getting shot. So, Ms. Aussie, you might want to rethink your arguments. And it's... It's unfortunate that people like this believe in the way they do because it'd be hard for me to sit down and have a conversation with a person like this. Not because I'm a jerk or I'm incapable of having a conversation, but it's how do how do you get through to someone who just is so adamant that this inanimate object is the problem? It's not the person. That's the problem. It's not their sinful nature. It's not that there are bad people in the world and bad people do bad things. Uh, it's not, hey, this is a good hedge against the creep of authoritarianism uh, or, you know, the dreaded fascism that they always want to throw out there, which they obviously don't even know what fascism means, which I discussed on a previous podcast last season. But... They just, it's its like they live in a world that doesn't exist in the real world. Like they've created this place where this magical land of make-believe, where the gun is the problem, so if we ban the gun, we solve the problem. Well, you can look and see that that simply is not the case. And our founders understood that. They understood that... The, the rights of the people were the important thing. And that's what our government was created to do, was created to protect the rights of the people. Because people as individuals have inherent rights. You, you have the right to life, to individual liberty, to live your life, to do what you choose to do, to your personal property, to the pursuit of happiness. You you, yes you, have the right to those things because you exist, because everyone has the right to those things. You don't have the right to the product of someone else's labor. You don't have the right to another person. You don't have the right to tell someone else what they have to do with their life and so on and so forth. And it's important to go into that as the underlying philosophy because I think part of the problem that we are experiencing in this country and the reason that we're having this authoritarian creep and the, the madness of the COVID nonsense and, and Fauci you know, dictates from on high and wear 25 masks or whatever... The reason that we have that stuff is because people have, have now come to believe that the government exists to tell you what to do, that that's why we have government. And in the United States, 
that was a problem that we thought we had solved. So for throughout throughout human history, since governments came into being, since people started to create governments, people have debated why do we need a government. And even today, you'll see there's lots of, you know, like you go on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and whatever, and you'll see accounts for people who are very against the idea of government, which, hi, I am one of them. Uh, but I do believe that there is a reason for the existence of government. I'm not one of those people who thinks that the solution is anarchy, and I mean anarchy in the truest sense of no government, because anarchy can't last because you aren't safe without someone to protect your rights because anarchy can only exist until someone with more guns or more power comes along, right? Uh, I want to do this thing, so I call you up, and I'm like, like hey, I, I grow apples. I just want to live my life and grow my apples, and I will trade them to you for whatever. The, the non-aggression principle where I can live my life however I want as long as I don't act aggressively to you. It's a, it's a good principle. The problem is, is that there are people who are willing to violate that principle. Now, in addition to the people who are willing to violate that principle, historically speaking, governments have been equally willing to violate that principle. So some people will then say, hey, that means we need no government. But in the United States, what we said was we're going to create a government that can only do specific things. And then we're going to also add in a Bill of Rights that says, under no circumstances can you do this. So even if the government could come up with some kind of way to justify going outside the parameters of what they're supposed to do, they still can't, absolutely cannot do these other certain things. And that was what we, we tried to do. We, we thought we had solved it because, you know, from earliest governments from, from Athens on down to um, ancient Rome and, and the Republic and through on the, the kings of Europe and, and into America before our revolution, people had discussed that. There were different philosophers discussing what the purpose of government was and 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 so on and so forth, and, and certain rights that people had. And so our, our basis was we have rights. So we're creating a government to protect those rights because otherwise there's no reason for the existence of government. That is the driving underlying philosophy behind government in the United States. So to that end, in order to help keep government in check, we added in the Second Amendment to, to ensure that the government could not, under any circumstances, touch the people's ability to defend themselves, even from government. So people love to talk about the, uh, the Second Amendment, and they'll throw out the, oh, well-regulated militia, because it says a well-regulated militia being necessary, being necessary to the safety and security of a free state, comma, the right of the people 
to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So that comma signifies a new thought. But even if it didn't, even if it just like said that, because what a lot of people will say, like, oh, a well-regulated militia. Well, but it doesn't say the right of the militia. It says the right of the people. And a lot of our founding fathers said things about who the militia was, you know, um, the militia was everyone. And, and there's, there's justifications for why the people needed the arms, not a militia. And, and, and part of that was because our founding fathers warned against the dangers of a standing army because they had just experienced what it was like when there was a standing army existing in your country. It's, it, it's, it's not a coincidence that the Second Amendment guaranteeing you the right to keep and bear arms is followed by the third, which is banning the government from forcing troops into your home. If you, if you look at that in tandem, I think you start to get the context of, hey, the people need arms in case the government does manage to get too big. If it grows too big for its britches, if it steps outside this box that we created when we defined it in the Constitution, we need to make sure that the people have arms. And it says arms. It doesn't say guns because because there might be some technology that comes out down the road that isn't a gun but would constitute arms, the ability to use, you know, it, it, it's a weapon. So you have the ability to use the weapon to defend yourself. So, and, and even if you look at the text of the Second Amendment, in, in even without the in tandem conjunction of the third, if you look at it, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, right? There's a couple ways that you could take that. So we have to have a militia in order to defend ourselves because they didn't have a standing army. So in order to defend ourselves from invasion by foreign powers, we have to have a militia who's ready to fight. And, and if you look to that end in... Um, Let's see, I believe it's it's Federalist number 29. Alexander Hamilton actually discusses that to a degree. He even says in discussing in discussing what it means to be well regulated, he says to be under arms for the purpose of going through military exercises and evolutions as often as might be necessary to acquire the degree of perfection which would entitle them to the character of a well-regulated militia. So, boom, right there you can see he's talking about the training. Well-regulated means training, okay? So, in, in, in that, so if you read Federalist 29, he's talking about the necessity of the militia because we don't want a standing army. So the people need to be armed. And in order to have the kind of training that would, that would constitute well-regulated me and well-trained, the people have to have their own arms and be able to train with them. That's what he's talking about there. So for the people who want to say, that, oh, it's the militia. 
Or, oh, well-regulated means we can create laws. Well, no, read Federalist 29. Well-regulated is talking about training. And then if you read that, then it, it becomes quite obvious that in that particular context, if you're looking at the well-regulated means training and his justification for the people having arms is that they need to be able to train with them on their own time since we aren't going to have a standing army. So this idea that, oh, guns are obsolete and people shouldn't have them, that just directly flies in the face of the inherent right of self-defense for the nation, which is the responsibility of the individual that our country was founded on. And it's the responsibility of the individual because the individuals comprise the nation, right? We, we hear it all the time is that this is a free country, right? And we the people and that we came together to form the union, right? So if, if we are coming together to forming it and it is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, then the people are responsible for its defense, I mean, it, it, it can't get much clearer than that, to be perfectly honest. But in case that's not quite clear enough for you, we've got a few other little tidbits here. Washington, in his first State of the Union, a free people ought not only to be armed, but disciplined. I mean, what, what, again, what more do you want? I mean, I feel like a broken record here because I keep saying, what more do you want? What more do you want? Because it's obvious. And the, the people who are making arguments that, oh, it's okay for us to regulate guns. You don't need guns. They are going directly against the entire purpose of the foundation of this country. The, the people who formed this country specifically said, like, no. A free people ought not only to be armed, but disciplined. That's why the Second Amendment also says and bear. So keep and bear, right? You're able to keep as in own and bear, carry, train, use, arms. Whatever weaponry that may be. And, you know, it, it's frustrating that for some reason, these asinine arguments like we care about people, so we banned guns gain any traction because it's absurd. The entire foundation of our country was in caring about the individual. We care about you as a person. So we want you to be able to protect yourself. So really what we're looking at here is people who are shirking their responsibilities, which I don't think should come as a shock to anyone. Because if you look around you, you see people who shirk their responsibilities all the time. I mean, there's an abortion case going before the Supreme Court right now. And whatever your thoughts on abortion are, are irrelevant because the majority of people who are getting abortions are doing it to shirk their responsibility. They don't want a child. You can say what you want about incest and rape and the health of the mother and all that stuff, 
the majority of people just want to undo the bad choice they made because now that choice has consequences. It's common to see. Kyle Rittenhouse, that trial, perfect example. So many people were saying things like, why was he even there? He, he lived there. His dad lived there. His mom lived outside the state, but his dad lived in uh, Kenosha. So he, and this was an argument I made to people. He was there to take care of his community. He was taking responsibility. The kid was cleaning off graffiti and doing this stuff. And so, okay, he went there armed. Okay, and you have a right to defend yourself. It was a very violent place. It doesn't matter if, oh, it's he should have stayed home. No, again, that's the responsibility you have. If you want to live in a free country, then you have to take the responsibility to act and participate in that country to keep it free, which includes defending other people's property when there's a riot and therefore yourself. Because that's what they made that entire trial into was the ability to defend yourself. That's what was on trial. It wasn't even really Kyle Rittenhouse. It was the ability to defend yourself, which I'm not the first person to say. People have been saying that. I mean, that's been going on for a while. And it's, it's accurate. But, again, it, it's an issue of responsibility. So freedom takes work, right? And the, the foundation of this country... And a lot, again, a lot of people don't like to admit this, but there's a religious element to it. As our founders were Christian, and they were brought up on this idea that God created us and left us alone to live our lives, but that we had responsibilities of certain things that we were supposed to do, right? You don't do this, you do do that. And it, it's it's work and, and parents you if, if you're a parent you do this with your child all the time and if you're not a parent your parents did this to you or whoever it was that raised you whether it be your grandmother or uh, foster care or whatever however you grew up the, there were people who were trying to give you the structure of responsibility because if you want to succeed in life in any capacity then you have to take responsibility for your actions you're free to do what you want right but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something i could sit here and just eat you know freaking cake all day i could eat ice cream and i could just pound back sodas and you know drink beer and just all these empty can i could just get huge and fat and i mean i could but that's not healthy. It's not good for me. So if I want to continue to be able to live my life and be free, then I have to have some kind of personal responsibility. And that is what our country's foundation was. We want to be free. In order to remain free, we have to be able to defend ourselves we have to be able to defend ourselves from invasion by foreign powers, and we have to be able to defend ourselves from a government that would try to tell us what we have to do, like they do in Australia. <laughs> 
So I'm going to end that there. So I think this is a good jumping off point. Hopefully you got something out of this. Um, and this is a new format. Like I said, this is episode one of season two. I've got more to come. I've already recorded episode two. I've got episode three lined up. It'll be recorded probably before or during the release of episode two. So there's lots more to come. I hope you enjoy and uh, I will see you soon. <laughs>